This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When the global supply chain is strained, one essential transportation network continues to keep the economy connected 24-7. That network is freight rail. We're increasing hiring and capacity all while investing more than $20 billion per year into our network to improve reliability every day. We never stop working to better serve our customers because Freight Rail works. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. In this episode, we discuss the latest movie news from March 14th to March 20th. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. Anthony here. And James here. Let's talk about some movie news. But first, recent episodes that we did on Monday this past week, we did our episode on The Batman. And on Thursday, we did Godfather Part 3, or also Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone. I also did an audio review on the new Hulu horror film Fresh and an audio review on Netflix's new film, The Adam Project. So those are the most recent episodes we have posted. They were great reviews. I enjoyed them. Thanks so much. I didn't see the films, but I liked your reviews of them. Uh, The fresh one was really funny. I did a couple of side tangents. Yeah, it was really You you were rambling a little bit. Did you listen to The Adam Project one? I listened to the first half of it. Well, the the second half is really where the good jokes are. I'll I'll have to finish it. You missed out, man. You missed out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if I have time. I'll squeeze it in sometime. It's 12 minutes. Uh, Box office (laughs) recently, The Batman has surpassed $500 million globally. In its first what two weeks now, mm-hmm. uh, made sixty six million last weekend for its second week, which is still really big. I don't, I don't see it making a billion. I don't think so either. I, mean, I guess China, the release there is being very limited. Yeah, they have another outbreak of coronavirus, so they're in extreme lockdown again. So it looks like nobody's going to the cinemas in China. Uncharted still made $90 million last weekend. That still is killing it. That's almost $300 million total. And then Spider Man 4 still made $4 million last week. Jeez. <laughs> last weekend. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, man. But um, Spider-Man, I was expecting a little bit more. I thought it would hit close to 1.5. Well, where's it at now for grand total? Oh, it's like 1.8. Oh, it's 1.8? Yeah, dude. It's oh, almost, wow. It's, it's beat the domestic America box office of all time. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's impressive to see they did that in 2022. For real. Uh, There's a bunch of new movies being released this week. So the first one to talk about is The Outfit, which is the directorial debut from the writer of The Imitation Game, Graham Moore. Then we have X from director Ty West. It's a new A24 horror film. We're huge fans of Ty West and his horror films, so check out his filmography if you haven't seen any of his movies yet. Windfall on Netflix, starring Jesse Plemons, Lily Collins, and Jason Siegel. It's about a break-in at a very big and famous wealthy tech CEO of a house, and I guess it's like a dark comedy. And then Everything, Everywhere, All That Once, another A24 film starring Michelle Yu. And this seems like super interesting, sort of a multiverse interdimensional drama. That's interesting that A24 has two films out at the same time competing against each other. But they're very different vibes. Yeah, but still, it's it's odd for a production studio for um, to make their films come out at the same time. Well, I think COVID delayed all sorts of releases, yeah, so I think we're still feeling the effects of that. They do release a lot of films, so I'm sure they have a full slate. Yeah. 
But I'm sure, yeah, you're right. You're, they are very different, so I'm sure they'll both perform modestly well. Okay, next up for movie news, we have the first set photos from Christopher Nolan's hotly anticipated Oppenheimer biopic. It's, it's a photo of Killian Murphy and Matt Damon at a press conference. It looks as though Matt Damon will be playing an American general overseeing the Manhattan Project, and it looks like this scene will be the announcement of that project, yeah, in my guess. Killian looks like he dropped a ton of weight to yeah. play Oppenheimer. He's already a, a thin guy, but like he is like bare bones, like 130 yeah. pounds in this movie looking from the set photo. Can't wait to see it, obviously, in, in the set IMAX. photo. There are IMAX cameras being used. Had a name drop <laughs> IMAX, you know it. Uh, next up, Denis Villeneuve says the Dune 2 sandworm scene will be a beautiful challenge. He says the sequences with the sandworm will be the hardest he's ever done because if you haven't read the book, you, we saw glimpses of the sandworm. We got a couple good shots. And like one shot chase, of someone riding it. But there's going to be a lot more sandworm in Dune Part 2, just like there'll be a lot more of the Fremen and Chani and Stilgar and stuff like that. So I can't wait to see how much more sandworm scenes we're going to get. Yeah, Paul has to learn how to ride them. Ooh, shh. <laughs> don't tell people. Come on, at the end of the movie show. It's true, it. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a funny bit of Shia LaBeouf news. This guy is just all over the place. Apparently, Shia LaBeouf entered his, one of his screenplays into a screenwriting competition I didn't see what it, I forgot what it was called, but they rejected the script when they found out who it was who it was written by because screenwriting competitions are for people who have no notoriety who need help getting into the industry. It's a great way for up and coming writers and wannabe filmmakers to get some money, uh, get a grant, or get some industry attention. And so it's extremely unfair for someone with a high celebrity of Shia LaBeouf to actually enter a screenplay competition. So I think uh, they did the right call by rejecting his script. Yeah, what's he doing? That's ridiculous. My goodness. There's a new poster for IMAX for Fantastic Beasts 3, The Secrets of Dumbledore. And it's a really awesome piece of artwork. It's highlighting Hogwarts as a main setting for the film as well as the Phoenix Fox just like encircling Hogwarts. Yeah. It's a really cool poster. You associate the Phoenix with Dumbledore, obviously, so it's smart of them to use the Phoenix in the marketing. And I'm I'm excited for this movie. I think it'll be the best I, of the three. I have high hopes for it, for sure. Me I think too. they're... they. I, my guess is they've learned their mistakes from the first two. And uh, we've spoken, Steve Cloves is co-writing the, the, the film this time with JK. And I think that focusing on Dumbledore as the lead, as opposed to Newt, uh, you can tell that transition's happening based upon the marketing and the posters. Dumbledore's front and center. Newt's kind of like off to the side. So I have a lot of uh, I have I have high hopes for this movie. I hope it really brings back the Wizarding World in a great way. I hope he's the lead character. I like Newt Scamander a lot, but in terms of like the lore of Harry Potter and the Wizarding War, was he really that much involved, or did it just kind of happen that J.K. wanted to start this franchise, Fantastic Beasts, with Newt, and then it's kind of circled and rolled into Dumbledore versus Grindelwald and that storyline. So I like Dumbledore and Grindelwald. It seems like it's going to be their movie. Although I would say I'm not sure they need to put the Fantastic Beasts in the title anymore. I think the set, the secrets of the Wizarding World, the secrets of Dumbledore may be a better title. I think it's too late now. Yeah, it's, it's too late now. But I think you know we we don't need the Fantastic Beasts in the title anymore. It would have been cool if they just did like a Newt Scamander movie, then a Dumbledore movie. Yeah. But anyways, so they, they've done what they've done. <laughs> uh, speaking of big properties, there is a Dungeons and Dragons movie in pre-production. Chris Pine is actually going to be leading this film, and he compares this interpretation of the of the famous game 
into a film. He's basing it. They're basing it upon both Game of Thrones and Princess Bride. So it looks like it's going to be epic action mixed with some silly comedy. I hope they can pull it off. It'd be nice to see a great sci-fi fantasy video game movie pulled off effectively and really well that a lot of audiences will enjoy because, you know, mm-hmm. it's a very popular game. And we'll see. Love Chris Pine. Uh, Jared Leto wants to do a Venom versus Morbius battle, and he mentioned this in an ex- in a recent interview for Morbius. And now it's really interesting with the MCU and their multiverse, and then what's going on with Sony and their universe because we have Morbius and Venom come out recently, but also in Morbius we have uh, Michael Keaton is playing the same character he plays in the Spider-Man MCU movies, so he's playing Vulture. He's that character. He's in pr- in a prison cell. In, in jail in Morbius in the trailer, so we haven't seen it yet. We'll probably see it in the next week or two when it gets out for the, the invite at IMAX, but I'm really curious to see how they're fitting Vulture from the MCU universe into the Sony Venom Morbius universe, if they're all taking place at the same time. Answers will be told to us eventually in the next six months with this movie, then Doctor Strange coming up, but I'm still very curious. I, my guess is that Sony's going to be overseeing their properties from now on without too much MCU um, connection. I think that the Tom Holland's his next Spider-Man movies will just be strictly Sony productions and uh, their control. I think he might pop in, in an MCU movie. I, I think they need to keep working with Marvel for yeah. that stuff because that's why Spider-Man No Way Home was so good and like because it's like a collaboration. It's yeah, that's it's a great point. But I think that Sony might want to be like you know we want all the money. But this time, but if it's just Sony, they're gonna ruin <laughs> it. Like Amazing Spider-Man, they ruined that. Yeah, but you love Venom though. I like Venom a lot, too, but you're right, but that's different than Mm Spider-Man. I think it's like Venom's a funner, a different take. Don't forget, Sony produced the first two Spider-Man movies. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. So they they know what they're doing. Do they? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Amazon just is closing a deal to buy James Bond, so Jeff Bezos will own James Bond and Rocky from MGM. These will will cost $8.5 billion dollars. For these franchises. So so what they did is they purchased MGM, which owns those franchises. And it's actually been in the works for over a year. But there was this delay because uh, lawmakers were trying to stop it from happening because it would create a monopoly. And they don't, you know, obviously monopolies in corporate world are not good. You don't want like three corporations putting out all of the content we see, which is actually becoming a reality. But um, the deadline to stop the deal from happening it ended the other day, and so that's why they were able to finally close the deal. So now Amazon owns MGM, which owns, obviously, like you said, James Bond and Rocky. However, they did say that they are not planning to alter upcoming productions or theatrical releases. So I believe that whatever they are, the Broccoli family is planning for the James Bond future, I'm sure they already are in negotiations with an actor, I'm sure, and directors in how they want to tell the story. I don't think that Amazon's going to interfere with that. But they own the property now, so who knows what Amazon will do uh, just, uh, outside of the MGM Broccoli family. We'd love to see some of those offshore accounts for politicians <laughs> that didn't vote to veto this. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Because it is a law where you can't have – as long – well, what is it? There has to be at least three competing There needs to be comp- competition. Corporations for, in order for it to be legal because yeah. it can't just be one company in, a, in an industry. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, that's pretty wild. True Detective Season 4 is currently in development. It'll have Barry Jenkins, the director, to produce, so pretty excited to check that out. And also, with The Mandalorian, Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future just joined Season 3. So that's filming under—it's filming right now. Fans are going to love that. 
So another, oh, sorry. Some more IMAX news. <laughs> Someone's rolling their head right now. <laughs> rolling their eyes. Christopher Nolan, Jordan Peele, and a bunch of other filmmakers who are fans of the format are working with IMAX to develop new film cameras that will meet their needs and desires as directors. So I think that this is a great embracement of film, of IMAX film, and it shows that the future of using actual celluloid film is still very bright. That's When I saw the trailer for Nope, which I'd seen like a dozen times before when we just recently went to see something in IMAX, and I saw the trailer for Nope in IMAX, I can't wait to see it because he shot pretty much the entire movie with IMAX film and IMAX cameras. The image is enormous, so I'm very excited to see Nope for sure. What's smart about how he filmed it is he clearly filmed a day for night like Mad Max. Yeah. So all the scenes you can tell, I mean, if you look at it the right eye, those night scenes... They're so well lit because he's shooting them in the daytime and then they're color correcting them in post-production. But because there's so much information from the IMAX cameras to work with, it makes the image quality better when you do color correct day for night. All right, what do we have next? So uh, big news for uh, Sony again. Sydney Sweeney, one of the stars of the TV show Euphoria, has been cast in so Sony's upcoming Spider-Man spin-off movie, Madam Web, which is starring Dakota Johnson. There's no news on what character Sydney Sweeney will be playing, but there's a lot of speculation about her playing the White Lotus or, oh no, of her playing the Black Cat. Um, so uh, look forward to her announcement for her character probably in the next few months, but I'm sure people are going to love her in the role. And the final bit of news is Daniel Radcliffe has finished filming his Weird Al Yankovic film. And it only took 18 days to film, which I'm sure is a combination of Dan being a great professional and actor. And, you know, he's been filming movies since he was a kid. And also, I'm sure it's a simple film and maybe not a lot of locations. I'm sure there would be a lot of musical numbers and stuff like that. So I'm sure it's it was probably like a like that's why it's such a short production. Yeah, I'm sure you could shoot a, a, a musical number in one day and that takes up like seven minutes of screen time. Mm-hmm. And also it's low budget. So you are crammed for time. So you try to fit in as much as you can in each I'm, day. Yeah, I'm really curious to see a trailer for this or a clip or an image or something because I think Danny Radcliffe is the man and I think he's a great casting for a Weird Al. Yeah, I believe it's a Roku production. Roku production? I believe it's a Roku movie. They're probably like, oh, we only have like $2 million. <laughs> can, you just, can you just in 18 days? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that wraps movie news. We have a bunch of great episodes coming for you this week. Thank you so much for tuning in around the world and have a wonderful Sunday. Goodbye, everyone. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss, Hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today.